Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, our next guest, and it's it's the great trainer Hayden Knowles with both New New South Wales and the Newcastle Knights. H, good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. And absolutely incredible last week in the West. 14-12 at half time. Then New South Wales just blow Queensland away, 44 to 12. Good morning, mate. Congratulations. Good morning, man. Yeah, it's been a good week. Uh, I'm glad you were there, Steve. Um, it kind of was a bit of a flashback to 2019, actually, where. We lost game one and we had uh, we picked seven new players for game two and Freddie backed himself and the staff backed him and there's quite a lot of people critiquing his selections as they do and uh, and it was a bit bit the same this time it was a bit of a similar feeling and we we kind of love Perth we we camp at Scarborough for the week on the beach and we have uh, some really good training we use the Hale School. It's a really good resource school over there. We use their training fields and gym, and we move into the city the final two nights before the game, and um, we get looked after really well, and the boys were hungry, weren't they, Steve? Yeah, oh, look, I just thought it was one of the greatest origins that I've ever seen on a whole bunch of different levels. I thought the atmosphere was one of the best ever, no doubt about it, at that Optus Stadium, and normally I don't like a circular field. Mm-hmm. But that stadium is so good that there's not a bad seat in the house and it was pumping buttes. And I, I just think, you know, I really find it interesting what H said, and I want to get your thoughts, buttes, as well, that Freddie, he won the series last year convincingly. They yep. blow Queensland away and then suddenly after one loss at the start of this year, he, he seemed to be under enormous pressure. Would you agree? Oh, look, I think the pressure come from the fact that um, some of the selections, and I, uh, you know, my understanding is that he was looking at the loyalty aspect, but the loyalty aspect um, wasn't one of those things where players were necessarily in form, um, or as good a form as some other players. And I think with those changes and, and that adjustment to the the side in game two, it certainly for me looked like a much stronger side, and that was then reflected in, in the scoreline. H, I, I just interested. You're in the at the coalface there, mate. Um, is that how it played out internally? Yeah, well, it's funny because we, we actually get it, all the commentary and all the uh, sometimes criticism. We actually get that. That's part of it. Um, yep. No one takes it personally or anything like that. But the way it works, every week, every week from round one, there's a group of staff that we get on a, a Zoom every week and we basically pick a team each week as if the game was going to happen right there mm. and then. Now, that, that team changes throughout the year depending on injuries and form and different things and then in the end the final decision um, Freddie backs his gut feeling and, and Brandy um, but there is a there is a bit of a method to it that we don't just like draw names out of a hat or anything um, <laughs> no, no. You, know, you know like we even got criticised really heavy for putting Jack Whiten in game one and he ended up our best player Yes, um, he comes into the camp and everyone shows belief in him and he knows Freddie believes in him and he gives his best, and and you know now everyone, all those people that called for Jack White not to be picked, they're probably all going to be calling him to be picked this week. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a 
it's an interesting one. Freddie, uh, he knows that everyone's out there bagging him, but he doesn't take it on. He doesn't listen to it. He doesn't read it. Um, he backs himself. There's some great advice given to us when we first started in 2018. John Chalk, he, he's passed away now. Great, a great man yep. um, in rugby league. He he gave some advice to. Uh, actually, I'll never forget it. I, you know, I talk about him now because he's passed, and it's a really cherished moment. But he said, "If you're ever uh, on thin ice, don't skate on it, dance on it." Um, wow. And he used some other words in there, like, my, you know, there's a couple of swear words thrown in, but I know I'm <laughs> live at the moment. But he said, don't skate on it, dance on it. And that was 2018 when when Freddie picked 11 new players, yep. 11 or 12 new players. And then I bumped into him a few weeks before he died in 2019 at, at a bar in Perth. He was over in Perth. And he said it to me again. That was the week Freddie was getting heavily criticised again. He grabbed me at the bar and he said it again. He said, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Don't, don't skate on it, dance on it. And... Um, that's kind of what we do. Freddie, Freddie dances on it, you know. He really backs himself. When the players are in camp, they just know how much belief we have in them. doesn't matter who they are. And um, every game, I don't know if you realise, every game in every series Freddie's coached, even the losses, they've been one try off winning. Like they've yeah, been yeah. hanging in there, you know. So... This is, game three is going to be game three is going to be incredible. It's just yeah. going to be Suncorp's going to be crazy. You, you know what I know, H is, and I love the fact that it would have been easy to make a couple of changes. You've lost by six points, right? It would have been easy to make yeah. a couple of changes, right, and just go with the flow. But to be man enough, strong enough, and have the conviction to go, you know what? We need to make seven changes here, and this is how I'm going to go about it. Like, that took some serious kahunas to do that, yeah. right? And the criticism yeah. that come with that, right? But he's done it, and the results showed clearly. Hey, before H answers this, I've got to say, as a Bulldogs fan, uh, Matty Burton scores the first try of the night. Butes, that's got to be one of the best debuts that we've seen, and what about his Panthers connection? So, once again, he's alongside his Premiership buddies. So, he's got, uh, you know, Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, uh, Brian To'o on the outside of him as well, and, you know, they were just a well-oiled machine all night. Well, they what? And I think, you know, there's probably going to be a little uh, selection dilemma with Whiten coming back, and now you've got Matt Burton, who... And Luttrell, who right, comes back against the Parramatta Reels I, I, this weekend. I've got to tell you, for me, I don't even look at Luttrell at the moment. I'm just looking at two guys that performed in Game 1 and in Game 2 who were absolutely outstanding. Now you've got a dilemma, um, and I reckon it's a toss of the coin, to be honest with you, H. I don't know which way Freddie's going to go, and no one's going to know until Sunday, but um, it's not a bad position to be in, mate. I, to see that connection, as you know, I was at Penrith for three years, so I I, yeah. uh, I really enjoy watching how they are together. They love their footy. They just love each other's company. And and Matt Burton, I, I, I saw a little glint in his eye last week. He was he was loving it. Even uh, spending an hour's extra goal kicking practice with Nathan Cleary the day before the game, when he was probably our third choice kicker, he was probably never going to get a kick. But I think he just loves getting out there kicking. Um, I don't know how he'll be kept out of the team because he does what he's told. At half time, Freddie's last message, last message was, Birdo, I want to see that kick you've been doing. He's been practicing yeah, yeah. this big viral kick from the left-hand side and it was going to travel to the other side of the field. 
and hit their left winger. And um, and he did it the first, <laughs> the very first kick. He did it, and we nearly scored off it. And it was like, geez, this kid does what he's told. H, I just want to touch on the performance of Nathan Cleary, and, and you've worked with him over the last, you know, three, four, five years, whatever it's been. Um, to turn it around the way he did, you know, the criticism he got uh, after game one, and uh, unfortunately, I think for Nathan is his standards are so high that when you look at a game like that, that game one, you know, everybody's saying it was a poor game. Like most halfbacks would be happy with a game like that, but his standards are so high, he's turned it around within two weeks and pulled out a man of the match performance. It shows the character of the kid and the mental fortitude of him. I'm just so impressed with the way, not only his playing ability, but now what he's able to do in and around and and come back from various hurdles or whatever it may be. And and that was one of his biggest challenges, I believe, uh, in his career. Yes, Mick, that's a good observation, mate. He... uh any, in anything in his game, doesn't matter if it's in his craft, his skill, his um, his physical, whatever it is, he tries to get better. The mental game, though, Mick, is really um, really developed for him over the years. And you are exactly right. The way he owned it, he actually even publicly owned that first game. Mm. And the, when when he came into camp, from day one, you just knew he was on like I mean he always is the ultimate professional but there was something about him like I I went to dinner an hour early once I wanted to get down there early and he was there with a computer screen going studying his his opponents taking notes Um, he's he made the team wait before we started captain's run because he was still doing his kicking routine before we started and I even had the captain saying come on Hayden when are we starting and I said mate what do you want me to do to keep the quarterback happy he'll win his games with goal kicking or keep the captain happy. And Tedesco just laughed and gave me a hug and whatever. He said, no, 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 don't upset his routine, you know. Uh, yeah. After the training session, he keeps everyone waiting. The team's on the bus. Where's Nathan? Oh, he's still in the ice bath. Like, he, he was just he was just on the whole week in every little area. But the mental game is also part of what he has to work on and develop over the years and not worry about what people say. Not worry about who criticises his game. Listen to those who uh, mean a lot to him. He's got a little close, tight-knit group yeah. of advisors, you would say. Um, yeah, mate, so impressive. I s- just, you know what? I, 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 I saw this, H, after they lost the grand final, right? And he had to get up for origin. And I think he yeah. struggled. I, I thought it was one of his biggest challenges at that point of his career, right? And I think he, he struggled a little one, bit man. in that series. Yep, game one. Right, yeah. But the way that he was able to turn that around this time was just showed the maturity and the fact that he has done that work. Um, yeah, and, and I heard his dad talk about him during the week, saying he's really proud of the way he turned it around. He's got every right to be proud because you know, as a father, you want to offer that advice to your son and say, "Mate, listen, we've got to turn this around. How we go about it." But, you know, Ivan's in a bloody unique position because he's also the coach. Yeah, don't forget too, Butte. So, so if you're talking about when he lost the grand final and then he had to play Origin, yes. Cameron Munster gets player of the series and Queensland win that win series. series. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and I just felt that Nathan wasn't quite there during that series because of the disappointment. I actually saw it on grand final night, how down he was. 
right, in that grand yeah. final. I thought this is going to be his toughest challenge. But So it's a two-year cycle. Yeah, he's turned this around. He's turned it around and done a great job well, of it. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a supreme player, yeah. isn't he? So it, it's been a joy to watch him develop, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, we want to talk... That. Yep. Sorry, I rang Ivan that morning, game day, the, last week, and said, hey, how have your boys on? And uh, he was so happy for the phone call. And uh, and then I bumped, because Ivan couldn't travel, he's been a bit crook, and I, I bumped into his mum after the game and said, oh, Ivy, ra- Ivy told me he spoke to you. He told me Nathan was going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gr- yeah. It, it was hey. a, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful family. Yeah. H, uh, mate, uh, I love the magic round. I've said that publicly, but I think this is probably the best round of the year, isn't it? So it's the Mark Hughes oh, Foundation. Yeah. Beanies for brain cancer. We see every single team wear their beanies out. We see all the coaching staff, support staff, the cheer girls last night in Newcastle. And, mate, uh, how do you guys feel about it with Mark Hughes being a Newcastle legend, two-time premiership winner? I believe there's going to be a brain cancer facility now in Newcastle. So just amazing and what a wonderful cause. It is, mate. It was great for me with a bald head because it was cold last night. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it, um, but Mark Hughes, what an amazing person! He obviously is very well loved at Newcastle and and the Knights and, and around the town. But now, just across, I mean, he's changing people's lives across mm. the whole country, and yep. and it real inspiration. He did come and talk to our team last week, and you know, even just to feel someone who think so positively in life like he could have easily gone down the negative route and felt sorry for himself but he did what normally happens in team sports you ask yourself how can I help someone else uh, how can I help a teammate that's that's a life he's always lived so he decided to well how can I help other people and to think he started this off and, and now I've heard he's raised over 25 million dollars and He's just an amazing person. Like, And when he's ever spoken to teams, I've listened to him twice, once with New South Wales Origin and once with Newcastle Knights, and I could listen to him forever. He, mm. I, Yeah, I just love the guy, and I, I, I can't say I know him really well. I only know him through Bedsy or through different people, um, but he's an amazing person. Yeah, I sent him a message uh, to come on this morning. Normally he'd come on during this round, but I understand... Yeah, he's getting absolutely hammered with media requests. I did see, and you think about some of the plays he came through with, some of the real unsung heroes. Billy Peden was uh, on Fox Sports the other night talking about the Mark Hughes Foundation. And, you know, Billy Peden in 2001 scores a couple of tries and plays out of his skin to win a grand final for Mm -hmm. the Newcastle Knights. And that whole crew, I love that team. You know, Chief's the guy driving the bus, literally driving the bus and leading their way down the motorway to play the big games. Yeah, they're a good squad and you can Um, see that camaraderie they have. It's there for all to see. Does Mick Butner need to relive that? No, I did not. uh, I I did not. Occasionally just... I was on... I was on Mick's side that night and every time I walk in the building at the Knights, I still see highlights or pictures and we don't need to listen to that Steve no, no, yeah no, no. hey hey I he wasn't just saying cringes. anything about Parramatta <laughs> we I was just, yeah, talking no. about that group of players yeah, and Mark Hughes in particular I, yeah, yeah let's not even refer to one anyway mate listen uh, I do want to touch on last night's game H uh, great performance from the Knights and you know a long time coming they've been really disappointing um, this season thus far however the performance of Edric Lee five tries what an effort uh, from the big winger 
Yeah, oh, everyone loves Edric. He just brings so much energy to the place and he's always smiling and to now be smiling with five tries in a game. That's, apparently there was four people equal on a record of four tries. That's yes. been the record in Knights history. So now he stands alone as the record holder with five tries. So everyone's happy for him and... And Dom Young, the other wing, scored three tries last He scored a hat-trick, yeah. It was, you know what? It was really entertaining stuff to think that your wingers have scored eight tries between them. It's phenomenal. <laughs> I've got to say, Butes, uh, Gold Coast were woeful. Oh, wow, they they're in a massive hole, aren't they, H? And take nothing away from Edric Lee, and congratulations to him standing alone with five tries at Newcastle. But some of that defence on the... So Edric playing on the left-hand side, some of the right-hand side defence was just abysmal. Yeah, I feel I feel for Justin Holbrook. I think he's a very good coach and he's a very good man. I really like I really like Justin, but I I know in rugby league, as you know, Mick, the highs are high, really high, and the lows are really low. And at the moment, he will be in a world of hurt today. And uh, in fact, I'm going to put a message out to him after this because they would all be. I mean, there's staff, there'd be people there trying their guts out and. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard road when they're going that bad. Yeah. H, uh, we could talk to you all morning, mate, um, but it's been such a pleasure having you on the show, mate, and gaining some insight into both the New South Wales team and also the Newcastle Knights. Thank you so so much, mate, and best wishes to you and the family until we speak again. Yeah, all the boy, all the best, man, and enjoy that hockey. There's no other junior sport going on around here. I've got disappointed <laughs> kids. All the rugby league's <laughs> rained off. Yep. Yeah. Enjoy the I, hockey. I can s- I can say, too, I think we're probably about 15 metres from the field, and I reckon we could be in danger, Buttes. Oh, mate, every time that ball hits a stick, mate, I am cringing and ducking and weaving, I'm telling you. Yeah, you would have been good at this sport, though. Like, this ticks all the boxes for you because it's it's endurance, it's some speed. Bit of physicality. It's power. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would have been good at this sport, no doubt about it, and you would have been like a lethal weapon with the stick. Strategic. Yeah, absolutely. Like a chess game. Yeah. Yeah, I I love it. Uh, So... Uh, H, thank you so much, mate.